0: first episode you're listening to uh, a couple episodes ago I got distracted while Janie was saying hello and she's been no 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 you did that three times in a row
1: twice I'm almost positive it was three times I think one of them was drawing it off topic
0: okay well those come out out of order so uh so it doesn't that... count if you abandon me it doesn't I've decided <laughs> this is the podcast where we tell each other stories and also you are here wow hi Hey. And if it's, your, if it's your first time listening, episode 58. Really? Weird call, but... Really? Not mad about episode it. Episode 58?
1: What about this title it... appealed to you, that you decided to go for this episode as your first?
0: Mm. I think that, like, determinism and, like, the time travel paradox and things mm. establishes that now this episode has to have the best title out of all of them. All right. Uh, How'd you like that episode? Uh, you can send us a message about the name of this episode Squishy and how much you like and, it. Squishy
1: Dicks and the Multi-Universe Theory. <laughs> What? That's the name of this episode. Is that calling one of the it Doctor Squishy di- Sequel <laughs> Squishy Dicks and the Moldau Universe Theory? We're not doing that. Yeah. Uh parentheses Max loves this. <laughs> mm,
0: sure does. Take it to the max! <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to tell us how much you'd like the To Be Determined title of this episode, you can send us an email about the title of this episode at sortofthestory at gmail.com, or you can find us on any of our social channels, on Instagram, Twitter, provided that Twitter still exists in two weeks when this episode comes out, Goodreads, and TikTok. We also yeah. have our bookshop.org affiliate page. Oh, if you and like any of these books,
1: go check them out. Sorry, Max, I, I hate to interrupt you. I just got a text... Saying that's really impolite. Squishy dicks, in the multi universe <laughs> theory is trending already. <laughs> Thanks, future texts. <laughs> I signed up for an app. <laughs>
0: Oh, I have an Android, so I don't get that. No.
1: (laughs) I don't get texts from the future. (laughs) Androids don't predict the future yet. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. I had to interrupt you for that weird bit. (laughs) it felt important at the time.
0: (laughs) uh, If you like any of the books that we talk about in this episode or in any of our other episodes, you can see them on our Goodreads. Mm -hmm. Or you can go to our bookshop.org affiliate page where we have all the books we've referenced. Um, If you buy through them, then it shows that we did a good job. But also bookshop.org is really great. Buying books from them supports independent... Local bookstores, you can choose which bookstores you support. Especially for the holiday
1: season. You know what? Even if it's not through our lists, go to Bookshop.org.
0: <laughs> yeah, bookshop.org, especially if you are buying books with living authors, you know, making sure that they get that money and making sure that that money goes to independent bookstores instead of to like the big book houses, things like Barnes & Noble or worse, Amazon. Oh um, my god, <laughs> It's a great place to buy books. We are affiliates because we love it, yeah. um, not because of anything else. Not so because they're forcing us to. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only two people in this room and neither of us has... A gun. Neither of us
1: (laughs) has the gun. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. (laughs) We love bookshop.org. Oh, can they fire us? (laughs) They're not.
0: They didn't fire us, but... Hey, bookshop.org, you're not the boss of me. So anyways... I can't believe you just said that. (laughs) So... Is there anything new, or do we want to just tell some We should tell
1: everyone that it's 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, so this episode might be a little weird. You know what? You're weird. That's why you chose 58. Let's go. Squishy dicks!
0: (laughs) My question is, you said your rallying call is (laughs) squishy dicks? my rally call. As in, like, hurrah, squishy dicks. Squishy dicks unite! And my question is, are you uniting to find squishy dicks, Mm. like... Mm-mm. hurrah let's go get those squishy dicks or are you saying that you and yours are squishy dicks like hey squishy dicks let's go get some squishy dicks or, are what we call
1: our listeners or we tried story babies it didn't take off i <laughs> really think they're gonna like squishy dicks
0: or is squishy dicks just kind of like a um like a you know like hurrah like an exclamation of like no delight and squishy dicks lust?
1: Attack! No, that's our army. Squishy dicks, ho! Squishy dicks, ho! <laughs> Guys, tweet at me through my future <laughs> app. Let me know if you like being called the Squishy Dicks. Um, Leave us a review that specifically just says Squishy Dicks with a frowny face or a smiley face. We have five stars. If it's not five stars, we don't want it. <laughs>
0: All right, Janie, the story I have for you today, it's a Russian story. Mm. So, as I always say, please forgive my pronunciation. This is the Tsarevich. always wrong. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Tsarevich and the Dyatka. This story I got from a collection of stories called Russian Tales, Traditional Stories of Quests and Enchantments, which is collected and illustrated by Dinara Amir Talipova. The illustrations are really beautiful. Uh, I did the story Frost from this collection before. But this is the illustration for the story that I'm going to tell you. Oh, yay. It's an old guy holding a weird dragon above his head, and the dragon looks terrified. This story is originally from a collection called Russian Folk Tales, uh, which was published in 1916, collected and written by Alexander Nikolaevich Afanasyev, and translated by Leonard A. Magnus. Alexander Afanasyev was a contemporary of and compared to the Brothers Grimm, Mm. inspired by them. Uh, He lived from 1826 to 1871. he did not live that long. No, he he died of tuberculosis. Poor thing. Yeah. Um, This is a collection of folk stories that he did. And it was really remarkable because up until this point, at this time, like, ethnography was the closest we had to a term for, like, the study of folklore. Mm -hmm. Um, He was one of the first people to try and collect these, like, Russian folk stories and write them down and then publish them for, like, other people. So he's the reason why we have a lot of Russian stories. He was one of the first people in Russia to do it. Cool. Interestingly, in 1860, he published a book called Russian Folk Legends, except obviously in Russian and not in English.
1: Sure, Russian (laughs) Um, folk (laughs) legends,
0: um, and it was a bunch of Russian folk stories. But the main characters of the folk stories were Jesus and the like saints in the Christian religion. So it was kind of like he tried to bring like the Christian aspect into these folk stories but um, <laughs> the Russian Orthodox Church decided that it was blasphemous that like Th- to they- have Jesus jumping from treetop to treetop
1: snapping his fingers and climbing <laughs> down trees upside down
0: <laughs> Frost was terrifying listen to that episode if you haven't already <laughs> but so that book was banned by the Russian Orthodox Church he later went on to write more stories that were considered, like, banned by the Russian Orthodox Church, and publish them (laughs) anonymously in Switzerland under the title Russian Forbidden Tales. Oh, I would have bought the shit out of that book and been disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, I want to read some Russian Forbidden Tales. And then it's like, no, but it's just about, like... Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) We are not want to like, read those stories. Which is
1: less interesting to me than regular Russian folktales. I just spent so much of my childhood reading those. <laughs> so I don't need any more of those.
0: The text that is in this collection, which also, this is one of those collections where an illustrator comes together with all of these really cool folktales and then does illustrations for them, which we have a handful of those that we've used on the podcast. They're really cool. But the text in this book is the original text translated by Leonard Magnus in 1916. <laughs> I don't think it's a good translation. Okay. Um, it's, it's literally like the 1962 Sixteen translation not edited, which also the free text is available online. I have a link in the show notes. Mm. But there were a lot of things that I had to kind of, I was like this doesn't make sense. This feels like a mistranslation. And so there were like details that I had to leave out. For example Ivan Tsarevich is the main character and in the first line they're like, I guess content warning for an ableist term, but they're like, the Tsarevich is a dwarf. Mm -hmm. And then it never comes up. (laughs) (laughs)
1: What? Then why mention it? <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> not part like tra- of the story. <laughs> yeah, I
0: feel like the translation was like he was like a young man or like a little boy. Oh. And then it was just translated incorrectly, I think. Like, that's my theory because it, again, doesn't come up.
1: What a um, crazy way to. If that's the case, that it was. Oh, maybe. I to say maybe it's not an ableist
0: term. Maybe they're talking like mythological. Dwarf, yeah, but that you doesn't. Know? You would think it would be part of the story. Like. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, there. Um, if you read the text of the story, there are a couple of details that I've left out just because they didn't make sense with the story, and I couldn't find any way to <laughs> put them in the narrative. There okay. are also things where they say like this happened, and then this happened, uh, and they don't explain like oh, like this happened, and then the people thought that this was happening, and so this. So there are a couple mm-hmm. of places where I had to make like logical leaps in the story, just so you know. But so that's uh, before I get into the story. A couple of other things about Alexander Nikolayevich Ivanov. He. He wrote the story Ivan Tsarevich, the Firebird and the Gray Wolf, um, which is another Ivan Tsarevich story. Uh, We've talked about like Vasilisa the Wise and Baba Yaga and Koshe the Deathless and things like that. Um, Ivan Tsarevich is another of those recurring characters in Russian folklore. He's a prince and he is almost always the protagonist. Sometimes he's very clever. Sometimes he's very dumb. Um, but Ivan Sarovich, the firebird, and the gray wolf is also in this collection. And it inspired Igor Stravinsky's uh, The Firebird, the ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> the the ballet, The Firebird, was composed based off of this folktale. Not this one that I'm going to tell, but a different one by the same author, which is also about Ivan Sarovich. Also, in John Wick 3, Parabellum, <laughs> John Wick goes to the New York Public Library. What? And he requests... Oh, my... I don't know why that sounded like a
1: myth. Mis- why did that sound like a mythical thing? My brain shorted and you're like, anyway, it's in John Wick 3. John Wick goes to... And then you said the library and my brain was like, how magical.
0: <laughs> the New York Public Library is magical. It is, but like, <laughs> my
1: brain was like, what? Like is it, That's crazy, but it's fine. He lives in New York, right?
0: Yeah. John Wick 4, Between the Lions.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my God. I would...
0: Keanu I would Reeves... Call us. <laughs> Do we have the uh, an idea for you? <laughs> John Wick Three Parabellum. John Wick goes to the New York Public Library and he requests the book Russian Folk Tales by Alexander Afanasyev, which is the book that this story that I'm about to because tell they is call from. John Wick Baba Yaga, which means they're calling him a fucking witch. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not explained what exactly he's looking for in looking into um, Alexander Afanasyev, but it probably yeah, he's looking for. Baba Yaga stories. He's and like, I just want to know why people think that I'm like this lady. <laughs> so that's just a weird thing is that this guy was in John Wick. Ah, <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: Star alert. Yeah. Uh, I also linked to an article by the New York Public Library about what John Wick came to see at Aww. the New York Public Library. Oh, that is so cute. <laughs> Good job, guys. I love the New York Public Library. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's the story. So mm. our story begins with a king. Who sucks? Okay, <laughs> Just, as they often did. First thing you got to know about this guy is that he's a king. Second thing is that he's the worst. All right, um, the end. <laughs> he is incredibly selfish and greedy, and he's always trying to find a way to squeeze another dime out of the taxpayers. <laughs> like anyway, you know, no, <laughs> the government would do that. He's always, like, looking to get ahead and, like, make a little extra money and put himself in a better situation. Even though he's, like, literally already the king. (laughs) Um, Also, uh, king and tsar in this case are... I'm going to use them interchangeably. Tsarevich is the son of the tsar. Yeah. um, So basically translates to, like, prince. Prince. Um, So I'm going to use those terms interchangeably. But this king has a son whose name is Ivan. Ivan Tsarevich, Prince Ivan. Ivan is... An incredibly sweet and beautiful boy, right? Okay. Just a good kid. Mm-hmm. One day, the king is walking around his his kingdom, and he comes across a poor peasant walking along the road. And the peasant is weighed down with all of these animal pelts. He has the pelts of sables, martens, mm-hmm. beavers, and foxes. He just has he's trapped so many furs, mm-hmm. uh, all of these beautiful, luxurious furs. And the king says to the peasant, "Where?" Where are you coming from? (laughs) Um, And the peasant says, oh, I serve the wood sprite. You know, the wood sprite with the iron hands, the cast iron head, and the body of bronze. Oh, uh, okay. (laughs) You know that guy.
1: (laughs) You know what? Hadn't heard of him. Sounds hot. (laughs) Um, Wood smash.
0: Yeah. uh, Another little side note. I was like, okay, so they just threw in this character, the wood sprite. I wonder if this is a recurring character in Russian folklore. And I looked it up. There is a short story by Vladimir Nabokov called The Wood Sprite, which is about, like, a wood spirit in Russia that has been, like, banished and is no longer magical, basically. Oh. But that Wikipedia article redirects to, if you click on Wood Sprite, it redirects to the Wikipedia article on leshis, which are, like, Slavic sort of forest spirits. Um, They are, like, usually man-like um, and they're they act kind of as like fairies where they like grant wishes you have to be careful when you're dealing with them because if you insult them like it can be very bad for you yeah um they're sometimes depicted as like men who are kind of part tree or like men with like bark-like skin or yeah, sometimes I mean, you have hilda the woodsman yes, absolutely yeah also if you've seen the witcher the leshy is the big uh, tree creature if you've seen Or the Les- the Witcher, then the leshy is the big tree creature that he has to fight. Cool. Anyways, so that's just what you can picture for a wood sprite. Okay. Um, I'm picturing Henry <laughs> Cavill. Let's go. <laughs> you got it. So this is a Wood Sprite picture the Witcher. With iron hands, the cast iron head, and the body of bronze. No explanation. Don't know what that's about. He's just, yeah. He got a
1: body of bronze.
0: Yeah. It's only Henry Cavill.
1: You've I and I know that wasn't your intention, but that's it. He's hot.
0: I'm. Okay. I'm so fine he's with gonna it. go serve the Witcher. No, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> serve the wood sprites. Yeah. So the peasant says, "I got all of these furs because I serve the wood sprite." Mm. And the king says, "How did you catch all those animals?" And the peasant says, "Well, the wood sprite lays out all of these clever traps, and the animals are so stupid that they fall right into the traps, Aww. and then I get to take them." And the king is like, "That's cool. I would love to get in on that." I will give you golden wine if you show me where the Wood Sprite's forest is. Like, Mm -hmm. bring me there. The peasant brings him to the Wood Sprite's forest, and the king finds and captures the Wood Sprite and locks him away in an iron tower in his castle. Ooh. uh, In the king's castle. Why? Over the garden. Then he goes and sets his own traps in the forest and takes all the animals from there. So basically he's like, oh, great. This guy lays down traps and gets all these animals, well, this must just be a really lush area of the forest, so I'm going to get him out of here, and then I'm going to get all the furs and make buku doll hairs. (laughs) (laughs) This
1: book is weirdly written, you're right. (laughs) Um,
0: So, the Wood Sprite is being kept in this iron tower in the king's castle that overlooks the garden, and uh, the Wood Sprite just spends all of his days looking out over the garden, Mm -hmm. and most days he sees... The son of the king, Ivan Tsarevich, the prince who is playing in the garden with all of his attendants. So one day the wood sprite calls down to Ivan Tsarevich and he tells him that if Ivan will help him escape from the tower, then the wood sprite will give Ivan something later. He'll help him with something later. Okay. Um, Which is a recurring thing in folktales. It's like, I don't know. This is also something that lines up with the Witcher where it's like... You know, I'm not going to promise something specific, but su- at some point later, I will do something for you. Love, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Ivan Sarvich says, I would love to help you, but I don't know how. I don't, like, I can't get into the tower. Um, the Wood Sprite tells, him, tells Ivan to go to Ivan's mother, yeah. the Tsarina, and go to her crying. And just ask if he can lay his head in her lap, um, and if she will just scratch his head. Aww. Um, he's like, just really ham it up. Just really, <laughs> I want you to cry. Your little eyes out. (laughs) And then... um, It's important to note that Yvonne is 17 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he says, Yvonne, while she's distracted, I want you to reach into her pocket and take the key to the tower and then come and let me out. Okay. So Yvonne does all of this. He goes to his mother crying and she holds his head in her lap and brushes his hair. And he steals the key from her skirt and then runs off and (laughs) uh, goes to free the wood sprite from the tower, (laughs) all of the attendants run after him and try and stop him. So he knocks an arrow, and he shoots it. Mm -hmm. And they all assume that he's put the key on the arrow, Mm -hmm. I think. It doesn't say that in the story. (laughs) They just really love arrows. (laughs) And so they all go run after the arrow, leaving him alone. Once he's alone, he takes the key and he goes to the tower and he lets the wood sprite out. Um, And the wood sprite thanks him and says, I will help you again someday. So the wood sprite is gone, and the king comes back and sees that his prisoner is missing. Mm-hmm. And he goes to his wife, the queen, who had the only key. And he oh no says, like, all right, well, you obviously let him out. So I'm going to behead you, or maybe just throw you in jail for the rest of your life. Whoa. And Ivan hears this, and he feels really bad. Yeah! So he confesses to everything. He says... She didn't do anything. It was all me. I let the wood sprite out. Yeah. Um. And the king is like, well, then I suppose I'll have to behead and or imprison you. His heir? And his advisors are like, you can't do that. That's, <laughs> that's the prince. That's your, your heir. heir. And Jesus. he's like, well, then what am I going to, like, obviously I have to punish him. You and his... spank him. <laughs> that's it. A... what? <laughs> Don't go straight to prison. <laughs> his advisors are like, well, you know. Princes don't really get imprisoned. Yeah. Uh, what we do with princes who misbehave is we send them out into the world to find their fate, oh, 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 <laughs> which no. is ominous in its own yeah, way. Yeah, as a child, <laughs> he's seventeen years old, but he still cries. <laughs> so the king sends Ivan Tsarevich out into the world with only a small wallet, like a little bag with some things and maybe a little oh, money, yeah, Gucci. Yeah, but. <laughs> still. Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) So he has this small wallet and he sends him with one of his attendants who is an older man servant Mm -hmm. named Dyadka. Dyadka in Russian is a term for like an older male servant or kind of like an uncle. It's like an affectionate term for Mm. like an older man who takes care of you. Sure. So Ivan Tsarevich and Dyadka go out into the world and they travel for who knows how long until finally they reach this well. And Ivan sarovich is like, hey, I'm thirsty. Dyatka, can you get me some water from the well? And Dyatka goes, no. Aw, Dyatka. <laughs> and Ivan sarovich says, okay. And then they keep going until they get but to- But he's thirsty. <laughs> until they get to a second well. And Ivan sarovich is like, okay, I'm really, really thirsty now. Could you get me some water? And Dyatka says, no. <laughs> Dyatka, what the fuck? Dyatka, you can't just say no. <laughs> Dyatka, what? He's still the prince. I'm also. I'm. I'm not exaggerating. Djadka literally says, "I will not go."
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they keep walking. Okay, Finally, so get your own water. Oh God. <laughs> they get to a third well, and Ivan Sarovich is like, "I am absolutely parched. Please, please, will you go and get me some water from the well?" And Djadka says, "No." <laughs> and so Ivan Sarovich is like, "All right, I'll get it myself." Yeah. So he leans over the well, and Dyadka Uh pushes him in.
1: Okay, Um, does not want to babysit.
0: (laughs) I think, like again, this it it doesn't say exactly that he pushes him in, but it says that once Ivan Tsarevich is at the bottom of the well. (gasps) Oh, uh, (laughs) smash
1: cut to bottom of the well. Yeah,
0: Um, Diadka pushes him in, and then covers up the well. Oh, and he says, Ivan Tsarevich, you must be my servant, and I will be the Tsarevich, or I will never let you come out. So he tracks him. you to get the... him out
1: from under. Uh, Your Highness, <laughs> how might you retrieve him from the bottom of this well? In the bucket. In the bucket.
0: He <laughs> said that in the most heartbreaking way. In the bucket. <laughs> He's small. He's a dwarf. <laughs> this is where it comes in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so Ivan Sarovic at the bottom of the well is like, well I don't really have any alternatives. I either give him my title or I am stuck at the bottom of a well and I probably die. <laughs> so he agrees. Dietka helps him out of the well. Ivan Sarovic signs his name on his honor like in blood possibly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to say like we are switching places and then mm-hmm. they switch clothes and they continue going. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. How small is (laughs) Dianka? Not very small. Again, it doesn't come up. Yvonne 17 years old. (laughs) You said 17. I never said I 17. Know, but now I'm thinking he must be. Yeah, he's definitely an adult man.
1: No wonder his mom gave him so much attention. It's <laughs> probably very traumatic for her.
0: Your adult son comes up to you like,
1: what, Mama, please. What could have possibly have happened <laughs> to make you behave like this? Um
0: so now Diadka is dressed as the prince. Okay, now I'm imagining him in little boys' clothes and it's just a little striped de prince! <laughs> in the
1: little striped uh shirt that's a crop top on Diadka <laughs> and like really short pants. <laughs> NC Vaughn <laughs> just has like these big adult clothes straight <laughs> behind he, he looks like like a 1920s like silent film child who's dressed as like an old like vagabond. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a big fedora. <laughs> Not fedora. Um, what are those? Newspaper caps. Newsboy
0: caps. <laughs> newspaper cap. <laughs> 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 So, Dyadka is now dressed as the prince and he's having the actual prince call him prince. At this point the story becomes very confusing, okay? <laughs> but when I say I'm going to say like Prince Dyadka mm-hmm. and Ivan, um just sure. to keep them straight. Meanwhile, Ivan is dressed in, you know, servant's clothes and is following behind Prince Dyadka. Mm. They keep going until they reach another Tsar's kingdom and they go and they stay with the Tsar. Prince Dyadka says, "Well, I'm you know, I'm the Tsarevich, I'm a prince of another kingdom, like, you should hang out with me. And the Tsar is like, yeah, come hang out. And they hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me go ask my mom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it'll be okay if you stay over.
0: (laughs) So, Prince Djetka and Ivan stay at the Tsar's castle for some time. Eventually, Prince Dyadka uh, is like, well, you know, I have this servant here and he's just waiting on me. So why don't you like put him to work? Like have him go work in the kitchen or something like that. Ha ha ha. And so the Tsar is like, yeah, sure. And he sends um, Ivan to work in the kitchens. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Prince Dyadka is in the feast hall, feasting, hanging out with the Tsar, etc. Playing PlayStation. Talking about
1: boys. <laughs> doing face masks. <laughs> Boy stuff. Boys. For the, this, one's for the boys. <laughs> this one's for the boys. This one's for the boys. sleepover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Ivan is down in the kitchens and he quickly becomes a very accomplished cook. Um, <laughs> oh. He works. Go on. Yeah, he like works really hard to like learn how to yeah. cook really well until he's the best chef in the, in the Tsar's kitchen, which is one of the first times in a story that I've heard like... Oh, a prince or princess is put into this circumstance where they have to do work, and they just decide to learn how to do work, and then they get good at it <laughs> and, and then do it. And they excel, and now they have a whole career. Also, I love that it's cooking. Yeah. It's just like, nice, sensitive, sweet boy. Yeah, he's a good boy. Yeah. So he learns how to cook, and he gets really good at it. And he gets so good that the, the Tsar starts to kind of rely on him. He gives him bonuses and everything like that. Nice. All of the other cooks get really jealous. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and they hatch a plan. Oh, no. So they bake a cake and they fill it with poison
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh this is a plan <laughs> what a classic plan a classic scheme am i right
0: <laughs> um they bake a big old cake that fill it with poison and then they put a little tag on it that says for the tsar from ivan <laughs> okay and then when
1: the the big cake is pushed into the tsar oh the top pops off and ooh out pops sexy poison <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone dies.
0: oh, Yeah. I just heard about the plot of the Edgar Allan Poe short story The Red Death. Uh Which and that's the plot of it.
1: The big cake coming out and then the top <laughs> pops off and it's poison. Yeah,
0: it's about a masquerade that the Red Death comes to and then at the end of the masquerade everyone takes their masks off and the Red Death doesn't have anything under the mask and then everyone dies. Oh. Um, mask of the Red Death. Now I understand that. Yeah. Um I'll probably read more. <laughs> i never
1: uh, even questioned <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> should probably read more. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I found out from a game show. So, <laughs> um, so uh, they bring up this cake to the Tsar and they're like, it's from Yvonne. <laughs> and then right before the Tsar takes a bite... The other cooks come in and they're like, no, no, my Tsar, don't take a bite. It's poison. And the Tsar is like, what, poison? And they're like, yeah, Yvonne is trying to poison you. And he's like, well, only one way to find out if this is poison and uh, animal cruelty warning. uh, He calls his favorite hound and he feeds him a piece of cake and the hound drops down dead. Because the cake was chocolate. (laughs) Hound could not eat that. (laughs) The cake was grape ice cream. Oh, just grape ice cream with chocolate chips. Terrible for dogs. <laughs> Look up the story about Ben and Jerry's and the grape
1: ice cream because I think it's you devastating. Do that as an off-topic. <laughs> I think you should just tell me like a twenty-minute tale about Ben and Jerry's grape ice cream. <laughs> Spoilers:
0: the dog dies. You can't feed a dog grape ice cream. Or. Cake filled with poison. <laughs> <laughs> so the dog drops down dead, and the Tsar is like, Bring Ivan to me. Ah! And so they, Ivan goes to him, and this is a quote. The Tsar says, How dare you bake me poisoned cake? You shall be instantly tortured to death. Ah! <laughs> instantly tortured to death!
1: This what he deserves. If I made Summer poison test my cakes, and it turns out they were poison, I'd also torture Ivan to death.
0: I like the idea of like instantly tortured to death because it's kind of an oxymoron. Yeah, you know? there's no
1: such thing as instant torture. Mm-hmm.
0: You really yeah. want to take
1: your time with that. It's yeah, like baking a good cake is not going to happen overnight.
0: <laughs> uh, mm, yeah, that's too long for baking cake. Max, <laughs> uh, <next. laughs>
1: I put my bra should... in the same way everyone else does it. What? <laughs> <One>. One... <laughs>
0: You should read more. (laughs) You should read more. (laughs) So Ivan Sarovic is like, oh, Tsar, no, it wasn't me. Uh, The other cooks, they're jealous of me, and they're trying to sabotage me, and so they tried to poison you and blame it on me, and it wasn't me, and I don't know anything about this. And then Tsar is like, okay, if you say so, (laughs) Ivan. Oh, this
1: is the first time I've heard of a king believing that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's male privilege. Yeah, no kidding. Um, what the fuck? So the Tsar is like, okay, well, I believe you that you didn't do it, but I still don't want you around my food. Oh. So you're going to go work with the horses. <laughs> um, oh, cook for horses. What a dream joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> a becomes bunch of a... charcuterie. <laughs> you know, horses can't eat shark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of crude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's carrots? carrots. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> that's good for me. Yeah. So the Tsar makes Yvonne a horse herd instead. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't cook for the horses. Again, <laughs> okay, um, that's just carrots. <laughs> you don't need to cook for them. <laughs> so every day Yvonne takes the horses out to somewhere to drink water? <laughs> a a water hole <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps? That doesn't sound real. <laughs> but he takes the horses out to drink. The first day that he takes the horses out, suddenly, from nowhere, the wood sprite appears. Oh, shit. I forgot about him. Yeah, he's still a character. <laughs> he appears, and he's like, Yvonne, it's great to see you. What are you doing? And Yvonne is like, I'm taking these horses out for water. And he's like, oh, cool. You should come to my house. Yeah. And Yvonne is like, but... Wh- I mean, you're a scary wood guy. Like, won't the horses be scared? And the wood sprite is like, no, don't worry about it. Come to
1: my house. As the horses say, nay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a great guy.
0: (laughs) So Ivan goes to the wood sprite's hut. Um, The wood sprite there has his three daughters. Oh. And he tells his daughters, this is Ivan Tsarevich who saved me from the Iron Tower. Mm -hmm. And he turns to his eldest daughter and he says, daughter... What are you going to give Ivan Sarovich for freeing me from the Iron Tower? One blowjob, Papa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't like that? No. <laughs> <It's> so weird. <laughs> You're different
0: after 10 p.m. <laughs> There's no situation in which the sentence, one blowjob, Papa, is good. <laughs> um, <sighs> So she says that she's going to give him a tablecloth.
1: A table dance. <laughs> I'm tired.
0: You're, you're, you're so tired. That's my bed day. Go ahead. The tablecloth, when he turns it over, so I think like when he shakes it out, he can ask for any food or drink, and it will appear on the tablecloth, right? It's like a cornucopia situation.
1: What's happening? I I'm still imagining her table dancing. Give me a second. (laughs) And then she throws that thing back, and he can request whatever treats he wants. (laughs) It shouldn't be as funny as it is, but it's so fucking funny to me. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Oh my god.
0: Don't do this to me. Get it together. I
1: can't. This is fucking showbiz. We have to. We have to quit. (laughs) We can't do this. I'm sorry, guys. Give us a second, Max. We have to quit. (laughs)
0: Listen to me. Listen to me. We are in this together. You okay. are cut um. from the cloth of strength. <laughs> the tablecloth <laughs> of strength. Go to bed. I'm doing the rest of okay, the episode. Bye. On my- <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, um, so she gives him a tablecloth that can produce whatever food he wants. And then... The Wood goes to her second daughter and is like, second daughter? Oh,
1: no. What will you give Ivan Sarovich?" <laughs> That's what my dad calls me, too. <laughs> it's rude because I'm the fourth daughter.
0: <laughs> he says, what will you give Ivan Sarovitch for freeing me from the Iron Tower? The second one gives him a mirror with which he can see anywhere. So he can be like, oh, what? I want to see. What does the tablecloth do again? I'm sorry. <laughs> it can make any food. Okay. Okay, yes. So it works like a cornucopia. Mm-hmm. Um, the mirror is kind of like a scrying mirror, so he can see anything that's going on anywhere. Okay. The third daughter is like, ah, Ivan Sarvich, a gift for you. A pipe. <laughs> Get Liddy, baby. Yeah! <laughs> you want to smoke some crack? <laughs> <laughs> it's a crack bite. No, sorry. It's the third daughter, we
1: don't talk about
0: <laughs> We honestly thought she was gone. <laughs> This is awkward. (laughs) No, so the third one gives him a pipe, like a flute, like the instrument. And if he puts his lips to the pipe flute, a bunch of musicians will appear and play music.
1: Nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) What a nightmare. That's not a good
0: gift. I think it's a pretty good gift. Basically, he has TV... All the food he wants yeah. and entertainment forever. You know what I would use if I had this pipe? He's I, just
1: vibing. I would be in my classroom, right? When I'm like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. And then I would blow on the pipe and all these musicians would show up. And then I would make them help me with my classroom.
0: <laughs> I, would, I was thinking this also. I would I was their like, like their instruments do- away. <laughs>
1: then they would be you my assistants. These,
0: you get these back at the end of the period. Yeah. Excuse
1: me. Are you chewing gum? Spit it out. It's not allowed in my classroom. <laughs> Don't give me that
0: attitude, young man. <laughs> so Ivan is thrilled with these gifts. They make his life wonderful. So every day he goes out, he brings the horses to water, and he gets to, like, have all this good food and yeah. listen to good music, and he can see anything that's happening anywhere. It's great. He yeah. loves these gifts. And he also feeds the horses from the blanket as well. So the horses are, like, you know, and they're listening to music. So these horses are, like, uh-huh. healthy and dancing and happy and, like, well-fed and everything. That's nice. Um, so of all the Tsar's horses, these horses are, like... The best? Like, yeah. these are the hottest horses that the Tsar has. They're fat and happy. Yeah, exactly. Love to see it. So, the Tsar's daughter, Princess Morpha, which is a name. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> we were all thinking it is a oh, name. Oh, wait, no. Uh, sorry. Princess Marfa.
1: <laughs> Marfa is, is a name. We've had the name Marfa on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Morpha sounds like...
0: <laughs> Mighty Morpha Power Ranger. It sounds a little bit like you were right. It's and hyphenated and her parents are divorced. <laughs> Power hyphen ranger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> marfa sounds like you were writing <laughs> the matrix fan fiction and your self insert character was morpheus's daughter <laughs>
0: Morphe. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's good <laughs> princess marfa notices that these horses are so hot oh um and she's like i wonder what this stable hand ivan is doing to make these horses so cool and good and they also mention the story, it's, like, they're, like, she's not just obsessed with horses. Yvonne is super hot. Okay, yeah, I <laughs> so would <she's>, hope so. <laughs> she's, like, just, like, watching him all the time. And she's, like, his horses are really healthy. Mm, I should probably investigate. I'm going to go to his room and investigate. Not for any other reason. Not because I want to just go to his room and, like, see what he's like. I just want to investigate his mm. horses. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Okay, go and investigate those horses. (laughs) There's a really cool line, which I like a lot, where it says, she decides to do this, and as everyone knows, a woman's wish is soon her deed. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's like, girls do what they want. (laughs) Uh, Cut to that Ariana Grande song about getting
1: stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know that song. You all know what song I'm thinking of. We don't have to debate ourselves by singing it because I can't remember the tune. <laughs> na, 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 na. It's the same tune as uh, Sound of Music.
0: Mm, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> so Marfa goes in his room and she sees the mirror, the scrying mirror. Yeah. And in the mirror, she can see Prince Yvonne out with the horses, you know, far away bringing the horses to water. Mm -hmm. And so she quickly figures out that this mirror can see anywhere. She's like, oh, that's cool. And then she also finds the tablecloth and the pipes. And she's like, cool, cool, cool. Wait, he left them there? Doesn't he bring them with him when he goes to take the horses out? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know.
1: He's like, I really don't. I don't feel like carrying this heavy (laughs) tablecloth and And this giant pie. (laughs) (laughs) The mirror I can understand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, okay, so I'm just going to take, I'm going to take these. I'm going to take the tablecloth, the pipes. Your dad would not approve. And the mirrors. And also, like, maybe one of his shirts. No reason, just in case there's anything suspicious going on. Uh, she doesn't do that. But basically, like, she's oh, in his room. I feel like she should. And <laughs> also
1: wearing his underwear.
0: <laughs> Don't worry about she's it. She's just rolling around in his bed, smelling <laughs> it like... Mm. Rolling
1: around like a dog when it finds a really good pile of poop outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. needs all the smells. So... Morpha's. Not well. Marfa? <laughs> no. <it's>
0: Morva, <laughs> Mighty Morva, <laughs> Mighty Morva. is not doing well. <laughs> so she has a, a huge crush on this guy. She takes all of his stuff.
1: What <laughs> <laughs> do you do when you have a crush? <laughs> Rob them blind women. <laughs> Janie, yeah. that is absolutely what you would do. <laughs>
0: Steal all their stuff? I'm
1: trying to think now. Have I ever stolen anything from men?
0: No. That hmm. seems like something you would do. You would be like, "Oh, as what a prank, maybe?" I'm, yeah, you're like, "Oh, what? I'm here and he's not home. I'm gonna take all his stuff." I've <laughs> definitely
1: gone into people's. This makes I I almost said something that made me sound like a psycho. So just know that I'm acknowledging it. But I have gone into multiple of our friends' rooms and moved stuff, and then taken <laughs> pictures with that stuff and then left. <laughs> I usually send yeah. them the pictures. <laughs> usually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the only part that's concerning. Don't look in my phone, Max. Okay. So,
1: oh. I just have a big old crush on you. Don't worry about it.
0: Oh, thanks, ma'am. Yeah, I have a big old crush on you. Here. Yeah, I know. Good. So, meanwhile, yes, and this is a big meanwhile. Okay. The Tsar is being threatened by a seven-headed monster <laughs> named Eat-a-leash! Eat a leash, no, you eat a leash. <laughs> I'm full. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, wow. <laughs> and this monster eat a leash keeps sending all these threats to the Tsar, being like, "Hey, I want to marry Marfa. Oh, or else." And the Tsar is like, "No, you can't." And the monster's like, "I'm gonna." There's actually the where's the line? It's, <laughs> I. It's one of the most insane lines I've ever read. Italish was invading his land and demanding his daughter as his wife. And Italish says, if you will not give me to her willy, I will take her nilly. <laughs> Whoa,
1: what <laughs> does willy mean?
0: Willy nilly? Like,
1: doesn't willy nilly mean you're wasting time? Or like willy-nilly means like
0: everywhere, right? Oh, like willy-nilly.
1: With... Okay. If you won't give them here, then I'll take
0: her there. Maybe. Makes sense. I've I've never imagined that that's where that term came from, but it says if you will not give her to me willy, I will take her nilly. Okay, and I, yeah. I read that like six times. I was like, Separating Wait a them
1: really doesn't sound good. <laughs> no. Uh, can I see how it's spelled? That's what I was trying to look.
0: Willy. No, oh not nilly. willy and nilly. I'm talking about
1: eat a leash. Oh. Wow. I with an accent, D O L I S H C H E. Yeah, crazy.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. But so he's like, if you won't give her to me of your own free will, then I will take her by force. Yeah. I think is the. If you what won't willingly her be me me here, I will take her there. And the Tsar is like, all right, hey everyone, this monster is threatening me. Um, whoever <laughs> kills the seven-headed monster will have half of the kingdom, half of my wealth. And, oh, my God, uh, I'll marry them. And my daughter, Marfa, as a wife. No. <laughs> you,
1: you get half of my kingdom and half of my wealth. And also half of my heart.
0: oh only half? We get half? married. Well, yeah, the other half is for his kingdom. Oh, yeah. I see. That makes sense. So whoever slays this monster will get half half of the king's wealth, half of his kingdom, and Marfa as a wife. Now, Dyatka,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about Diadka
0: quote-unquote prince, Dyadka, immediately goes and joins the fight. And he's like, my tsar, I will not let you down. And he brings Ivan with him as his servant. As they are riding out to battle with Idolish, the Wood Sprite appears <laughs> to Yvonne and says, Where are you going? And Yvonne says, To the war! <laughs> to the wars! <laughs> wood Sprite, I'm gonna go join army.
1: <laughs> it's me off to fight wars. <laughs> <laughs> the Wood
0: Sprite is like, Well, let me help you. Wood Sprite takes Yvonne to his hut again and he gives Yvonne a glass of vodka. And Yvonne drinks it. That does help, thank you. Yeah, and the Wood Sprite is like, how do you feel? And Yvonne is like, super strong and cool. And then Wood Sprite pours him another glass of vodka and Yvonne downs it. And he's like, how do you feel now? And Prince Yvonne is like, even cooler and stronger. (laughs) And the Wood Sprite is like, great. And he pours him another glass. Prince Yvonne downs it. And he's like, how do you feel now? And Yvonne is like, I feel the coolest and strongest. Yeah. And the Wood Sprite is like, sick. That's what we want. This (laughs) vodka increases... um, (laughs) Increases the strength. (laughs) Increases Yvonne's strength sevenfold. Okay. All right. So now he is seven times as strong as a normal man. All of his stats are boosted. He has bonuses to stamina for the next 35 minutes. Bad news (laughs) for AAs everywhere. (laughs) Then the wood sprite goes outside and he whistles, and from the earth erupts a black horse breathing fire Mm. uh, whose hooves spark against the ground Mm. with smoke coming out of its ears. And the wood sprite is like, Hey, pony. Hi. <laughs> and he gives the horse to um, Yvonne. He also gives Yvonne a sword and a silk whip. Silk uh, whip.
1: That, doesn't, that sounds more sexy than yeah, right? uh, threatening. I was just thinking that too. I was <laughs> like, is that practical?
0: That's or is not that just... going to help
1: anything. What's great? What you doing? <laughs> getting them all liquored up.
0: Yeah. give him whip. a silk
1: whip and like a pet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting mixed signals here. <laughs>
0: So Ivan rides off to the war. He catches up with, quote unquote, Prince Dyadka, Mm. uh, who is hiding in a tree. Uh, The first moment he saw Idalysh, he ran up a tree and is scared for his life and is hiding. Ivan, meanwhile, rides out on his nightmare horse and cuts off all seven heads of Idalysh, slays the monster. Um, Meanwhile, Marfa, back in the castle, is watching in Ivan's mirror. She watches him slay Idalysh. She's like, this is my favorite channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hattie channel. Yeah! Um, and so she rides out to the battlefield, and she goes to Yvonne, and she's like, oh, y- you saved us all from the monster. How can I thank you? And he says, give me a kiss! <laughs> oh,
1: we shouldn't have let him talk. Actually, he was better not talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so she gives him a kiss that is, quote, so loud that the entire army could hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you want from a really good sexy kiss. If, yeah. It's as if it's very, very loud. <laughs> That's how you know it's good, is if everyone yum, for miles yum. around yum, <laughs> everyone for miles around can hear you kissing. Wow. <laughs> is that a kissing sound? <laughs> I've never <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I haven't kissed anyone in so long. Well,
0: I can tell you what sound it doesn't make. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mwah. That's the one.
0: That's the one. So, Princess <laughs> Marfa plants one on Yvonne, and then everyone at the battlefield rides back home to the castle. On the way, Dyadka... Kind of catches up to Yvonne and is like, hey, what's up? You're my servant. So actually, I killed the monster and you didn't do anything. I kissed the (laughs) prince. That was me. (laughs) I'm known far and wide for my loud kisses. know what that sound is. It's a kiss max. <laughs> if I hadn't heard it come from your mouth, I wouldn't be sure that a mouth could make it. <laughs> um, so... They get back to the castle, and Yvonne goes back to his little servant's quarters, and Prince Dyadka takes credit for the whole thing. He's like, I slew the monster! It was me! And the Tsar is like, great, I have no reason not to believe you, so here's half of my kingdom, half of my wealth, and also you get to marry Marfa. Marfa, however... Had to hit
1: record on the scrying mirror. (laughs) Play back that DVR.
0: She's got receipts, baby. (laughs) Um, She knows that he's lying, but she can't tell everyone that he's lying because she doesn't have any proof. Mm -hmm. So her dad, the Tsar, is like, great, time for you two crazy kids to get married. And Marfa's like, oh... I have a headache, actually. <laughs> so I don't think I can get married right now, actually. And the king is like, oh, no, well, of baby. course. You should never get married with a headache. All no, it's bad luck. <laughs> so Djaka is like, well, if my future queen has a headache, I will travel the realms until I find a medicine that can make her well again. And the tsar is like, okay, here's a boat. And Djaka is like, great, I will go as far as I must. To find a medicine for my queen. And also, the stable hand has to come with me. Oh, you're um. really
1: weird about your stable hand. <laughs> so, to send him out, pop him out to a CVS, my dude. <laughs> yeah.
0: It really is an indicator of the problems in today's society that, like, this guy was willing to go, like, across entire realms to find medicine for his future bride... And sometimes I'm hungry, and Alex won't even get me a snack.
1: (laughs) Rude! (laughs) Um, It's just, you know, not nice. Not cool, not nice. And that's all we're saying. If he wanted to, he would.
0: Wait, are we on Diadka's side now? No. Okay. (laughs) So Diadka prepares for this journey, and one of the things he does in preparing for going to get this medicine is he has a big ol' sack sewn. Uh, And then once the ship is on the ocean, Diadka... Puts Prince Yvonne in the sack. I knew you were going to say that,
1: and I could not for the life of me figure out why. I'm happy for the, I'm excited for the explanation. <laughs> uh,
0: he puts Prince Yvonne in the sack, and then he throws the sack overboard, and Prince Yvonne drowns. <laughs> but don't worry! Because <laughs> <laughs> Marfa was watching in her mirror the whole So she time. got to see him die. And she calls on the wood sprite, and she says, Wood sprite, Prince Yvonne has been drowned. <laughs> And the Wood Sprite is like, don't worry about it. I have a net. Come with me. And the <laughs> a Princess Marfa and the Wood Sprite take the net and they go to the ocean and they fish him out. I like that she gets out. to go with him. Yeah. And they fish him out and he's fine. What? <laughs> he can breathe underwater? I don't know. Okay. It's not explained. Sure. Sure. Thank you.
1: And then, buried hills.
0: <laughs> and then the three of them go back to the castle And Marfa is like, great, now that that weird guy is gone, Papa, I can tell you the truth. Mm. This is the man who slew the beast, and he's the man I want to marry. The guy who was here before was a liar, and also he tried to kill this guy, Mm. and also I don't want to marry him. And the king is like, okay, heard, gotcha, y'all are getting married, I love it. He prepares a big old feast. Diadka, meanwhile, is out sailing the world until finally he finds... An aspirin. (laughs) He finds an aspirin uh, and he comes back with his medicine. He's like, My queen, I've returned. Unfortunately, the stable hand (laughs) suffered an accident and he's not with me. But all of the palace guards have been warned uh, of Djadka's return and so they arrest him and then they shoot him to death.
1: Good! (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs)
0: Yay! Uh, I'm just going to read the last two lines of this to you because I like them. Um, We've talked a little bit about, like, how stories end in different mm-hmm. cultures and stuff like that. This one has a really cool one that okay. I like a lot. So, um, the wedding of Ivan Sarovic was very jolly, and all the inns and all the beer houses were opened for an entire week for everybody without any charge. Free beer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. I drank honey and mead, which came up to my mustache but never entered my mouth. What? Which I don't understand. I think maybe it's like I was there um, and I know it happened, but also I wasn't drunk, so this isn't me being drunk and oh. not understanding. That's my theory. I don't know exactly. I tried I to look it up, but... loved that. That was <laughs> also
1: wild. <Yeah. laughs> Why was that so weird?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. I really like the idea of the wood sprite, like this leshy spirit, like wood... Feature, uh, figure and yeah. also I I linked in the show notes for this episode other tales of this type which I think is type five hundred two it's funny. in the notes um Arnes Thompson Uther type five hundred two there are a bunch of other stories that match this um Arnes Thompson Uther type which is the wild man as a helper yeah so like this nature spirit that helps the protagonist in some way to accomplish his goals
1: this is the, the woodsman and Hilda yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome!
0: You guys should watch Hilda if you haven't. It's, it's an, so cute. It's an animated show. It's on Netflix, and it's based in like Scandinavian folklore, kind of. Mm-hmm. And the woodsman is in it, and he's the best, like rudest, chaotic, neutral, like character I've ever seen. He's yeah. just such a delight. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good way to describe him. Yeah, and he's made of wood, and he's made of wood, and that's never really an issue. <laughs> <laughs> The cool thing about this story is that Keanu Reeves has canonically read it in John Wick.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. This is <laughs> the one he
0: read. Wow. Alternate universe Keanu
1: Reeves does a podcast where he tells this story to his followers. Aw. Yeah. Should we
0: invite Keanu Reeves to be on the podcast? I,
1: You know what? I can't stop inviting him <laughs> to be on the podcast. <laughs> All right? I would also like to invite him to leave us a five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I want to start a petition to have Keanu Reeves come read a story to us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Guys, make that petition. I think you would do it. <laughs> Go to his house. Tell him we'll make him mint tea. Mm. Alright, Max. Janie. On our website, www.sortofthestory.com, um, I listed all of our stories based off of area so you can see where we tell the most stories from it's europe and where we tell the least stories from which is the middle east and so i decided to look for stories from the middle east today Mm. and uh naturally the only thing i could find that was readily available for me i have things coming in the mail but that's not readily available today Mm -hmm. uh was 1001 nights Ooh, we've never told any stories from this
0: no have fun so I'll give you a history of 1001 <laughs> well, Nights. remains to be seen, whether this will be fun. <laughs> oh, well.
1: There's actually a lot of tie-ins in this story. First of all, I found it first when I was like, I know that I have a book here that's going to give me at least one Middle Eastern story. And it's Tales of Superhuman Powers by our lady of storytelling, <laughs> Dr. Changa Baragzalka. And she did not disappoint. And I found the story The Ebony Horse, which is from 1001 Nights. And then I also found some free texts online, which I linked in the description. And I looked up a bunch of stuff, and I loved it. And there's a lot of crossover with the story you told and the story I'm telling today. One, they randomly bring out a a black horse and yours, and Mm -hmm. that's... That's what this whole story is about. Mm. And they kind of match up in description a little, which
0: is kind of fun. Does your horse erupt from the earth with flames pouring from its nostrils and Mm. smoke coming from its ears and its hooves sparking against the ground? It might as well. It's kind of like a motorcycle. Ooh! (laughs) Is this a Ghost Rider story? This is (laughs) way less of a horse than it is a motorcycle. (laughs) Should we watch Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance tonight? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um so <laughs> because, anyway bye. <laughs> uh, watch Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. It is awful and you will love it. <laughs> yeah, 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 Maybe we should do that on our Discord. Yeah. We're trying to figure out a way to Discord. Um that movie features Nicolas Cage acting crazy? No. So what? Nicolas that serious Cage actor? Nicolas Cage who is already a crazy person and who already acts like he's crazy most of the time mm-hmm. when he's acting acts as a crazy person. No. In addition to Terrible. He's like a dulce de leche cake, and (laughs) the cake is made of crazy, and the also the leche, the milk is made of crazy. It's just crazy soaked in crazy. It's really good. And uh, I'm hungry. I think I might be hungry. Roger Ebert. (laughs) (laughs) Is that you? Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Time for the reveal. I'm Roger Ebert. (laughs) Is
1: his name? His name is Roger Ebert, not Robert Ebert, right? Robert Ebert. I don't. Oh, my God. As I was saying it, I got really unsure of myself. Okay, so um, this story is called The Ebony Horse. Oh, also, you mentioned that you switch interchangeably between king and emperor and tsar. Yeah. And Um, uh, prince and tsar. Tsarovich. I'm going to do the same with Shah. I'm going to stick with Shah when I'm in Persia and when I go outside of Persia... To, like, Yemen, I'm gonna go to King. Mm. Just, it's easier. Gotcha. Okay. The ebony, horse. the ebony horse. By the way, this is in her, her section. She has it split into sections, such as physical powers, which are the classics. Transitional powers from one state to another. Elemental powers. Um, mind games, mental powers. So she has all of those. This one is from Techno Nancy?
0: Mm. Is
1: that what it's called?
0: Techno Electronica.
1: No, no, it's tech- technomancy. This one is technomancy, which is controlling technology. Mm.
0: Does the horse hack?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the horse is a camera. <laughs> it's a magical TV. <laughs> and it's a motorcycle. Uh, okay, are you ready? Uh,
0: yeah, I would also just like to say that the ebony horse sounds like the title of like a really awful romance novel. Oh, like Black Beauty 2. The ebony horse. (laughs) She fucks the horse. (laughs) A
1: little more on the nose than black beauty. Alright. There once was a shah of Persia who was very rich and very generous, the opposite of your king. He treated his subjects well, and every year he held two festivals where anyone could come into the palace and party and have a good time, and he loved to give back to his subjects. He was a really nice guy. I'm sorry, does that bore you? You'd rather be a huge
0: dick? No, I'm sorry. I'm yawning because <laughs> I'm sleepy and Janie won't let me lay down Now she tells me a story. To.
1: There's no place to lay down in this office. I will lay down on the floor. You shouldn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you should try and stop me. <laughs> <laughs> on one of the festivals, three men came to visit. Uh, and they brought with them amazing gifts, okay? The first brought a golden trumpet. And he told the Shah that if he put the trumpet on his front gate, anytime an enemy, uh, <laughs> what... <laughs>
0: I I was, in my heart of hearts, you were like, if you put the trumpet, and I was like, on your front butt. <laughs> you put the trumpet on your front butt, and then now you piss-toots. <laughs>
1: Is it, can I name this as the piss-toots? <laughs> or can that be your band name? Yes. <laughs> I'm pissed, you're the toots.
0: <laughs> piss Toots in the front buttons. <laughs> okay. Who okay,
1: I have to do a full reset. <laughs> Alright, so the first brought a golden trumpet and he told the Shaw to put it on his front gate to <laughs> his front <laughs> butt. his front gate. So he piss No! <laughs> <laughs> Enemies approaching
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> 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 would drive them away. <laughs> we like we gotta get out of here. <laughs> All right, so anytime an enemy army advanced on them, the trumpet would blow in warning. It would also cause the whole army to drop down dead with seizures. <laughs> That's it. That's what it did. No. It was a security system and also an attack. <laughs>
0: Mm, and also, if you put
1: it on your no, <laughs> uh, the second gift was a basin of silver in which a peacock sat. <laughs> it was surrounded by twenty-four chicks, and every hour on the hour, the peacock would peck one of the chicks, and then it would cry out. So it was, it was a clock of cruelty. Yeah, <laughs> and at the start of every month, the peacock would crow, and a crescent moon would show in its throat. Ugh. Uh, It's not a real peacock. It's a gift.
0: (laughs) They invented this. (laughs) Oh, it's a contraption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a clock that's shaped like a peacock. I thought it was a a live peacock. No. (laughs) Or rather 25 live
1: peacocks. To (laughs) be fair to all of us, they don't say this is not a real peacock, but the contraption is just a clock. So, like, it's not a real peacock.
0: (laughs) You know, in most cultures, when you give someone 25 live peacocks, it's not so much a gift as a curse, <laughs> it's and also a death threat. A burden. <laughs> the oh, peacocks uh, are going to die. A
1: burden. A burden. <laughs> hey, this is why we work. Because uh, <laughs> I would have never guessed that I had said something clever. <laughs> You can believe me. Okay, so the third... I'm just here to build you
0: up. It's your world, and I'm just living in it. (laughs) It's that
1: time I'm the main character. God damn it. All right. So the third brought an ebony horse. This horse could take... Was it alive or was it a contraption? I think it... Okay, also (laughs) unclear, but I think it's a contraption. So, some sort of device. So this horse could take its rider... A whirligig. (laughs) This is so... This is why it's so weird, because... They don't say, and a lot of the art shows a real horse, but it's not. And also, these stories were written. 1001 Nights were collected during the Islamic Golden Age, which was between the 8th and 14th centuries.
0: That's a long golden age.
1: It it 100% is, but also it was so long ago. So it's not like they were like, they knew about any sort of technology, really. Like they, I guess they kind of, they may have known some. Yeah. But listen to this. This is why I'm like, what the hell? The horse could take its rider anywhere on land or in the sky by turning a key to ascend, and then to go down, you would turn another key. It's a motorcycle. It's an elevator. <laughs> well, you could fly anywhere. You don't just go up and down. You, uh, you can fly in the sky and go places. Uh, anyway. He gave him an elevator. (laughs) An ebony elevator. (laughs) Sexy, sexy. (laughs) Okay, so the Shah was, like, amazed by these gifts. Um, Especially the uh, front pissing. (laughs) He's like, I can't wait to
0: toot
1: from my piss.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: And he asked the three men (laughs) what they wanted for these amazing treasures. And the men told the Shah that they had heard that he had three gorgeous daughters. And they would like him to give... Them, their lovely hands in marriage.
0: Hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, women are great, but... No, if you it. Have to choose, it. I just feel like you can marry anyone. Like, how many... <laughs> how many peacocks? T-clock contraptions are you going to have in your
1: life? (laughs) I mean, if you're the one that made them, I guess, endless. Hmm. Um, So the two (laughs) older daughters were fine with this arrangement, and they got ready for their weddings with no problems. The youngest was the loveliest daughter... And she caught a glimpse of her husband-to-be and she almost threw up because he was old and ugly. Disgusting. Uh, Disgusting.
0: (laughs) So, by the way, if you guys know what we're quoting, tell us. We can't figure it out. I know what I'm quoting. Nobody knows what Jeannie's quoting. (laughs) I don't think you do.
1: You said, this is what I'm quoting and then said, but I've never seen this. (laughs) That means you're not quoting it. So, this youngest daughter, she throws herself down on her bed, and she loud sobbed until her brother, Prince Kamar el-Akmar, uh, also called Moon of Moons, which I think Aww. is cute, uh, he comes to investigate this, like, loud wailing sound, and he's like, hello? Sorry. What's up? Moon Moon. <laughs> so Moon Moon walks in, and he's like, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> he asks her what's wrong and she immediately confesses everything and she says I don't want to marry anyone so old and ugly and like, I don't blame her she's the youngest yeah. one why is she getting the oldest man mm. also mm. why is this old man just allowed to marry her that's stupid So,
0: because he got a contraption
1: <laughs> he did get a contraption <laughs> uh okay I get it now <laughs> so Prince Kamar He goes to his father immediately, where the father is standing with this old man looking at this, like, motorcycle horse. And he's like, hey, it's super fucked up that you're gonna make her marry this guy. What the fuck? He's old and he's ugly. Also, we all thought you were cool.
0: Are you not cool? (laughs) Hey, Dad. Uncool. We all brought you here today. Uh, This is an intervention because you're being deeply uncool. (laughs) You used to be, like, really cool. And now you're, like, not cool. <laughs> yeah, be cool,
1: man. <laughs> hey, Dad. Uh, so the Shah is like, hey, I-, I didn't just give her to a random man. This man made a motorcycle in the <laughs> 8th century. <laughs> <laughs> and it can <came> fly. <laughs> he's like, he-, "He, I need you to see this horse, and then you'll see why I had to agree to give your sister's hand in marriage. And so he's like, he goes to the inventor, and he's like, show him this horse. And the inventor... Is super pissed, because he'd been standing there the whole time. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm old and ugly? ugly? <laughs> Harsh. That's... I'm an
0: acquired taste. <laughs> that is
1: unco- I have feelings. <laughs> so, he's, like, really insulted. And so, he helps the prince onto the horse, and he shows him how to turn the key to ascend. And they all watch as the prince goes up, up, <laughs> up, <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> and then disappears. And after a long time of just like waiting with big smiles on their faces, the old man leans in and says, did I remember how to tell him to get down? (laughs) Because no, he didn't. He's a petty old man. He wanted him to die.
0: So the prince. He's going to die in space. (laughs) Yeah. His blood will boil and his eyeballs will freeze. (laughs) Ha
1: <laughs> So the prince enjoys his flight at first, but after a while he realizes that the old man had left out some very important information and he starts to panic just a bit. But he starts, like, testing out several options of, like, go down, go down now. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and then he realizes, okay, I turned a key to go up, I see another key here. Might as well turn that one to go down. And then it starts to descend. And he's like, oh, okay. So he <laughs> lands on the roof of a palace he had never seen. He'd made it all the way to like a different kingdom he didn't know about. And after parking his horse on the <laughs> roof, he wanders into the palace and he to like to find food and water because he was famished. And everyone in the palace is asleep. And he's sneaking around like a thief. <laughs> what the fuck? Fell asleep. I think it's like another one said it was like a summer home. I don't know, it's like really weird. <clears throat> Like a summer palace. But like, he just
0: went in and yeah, was like, Yeah, because he was on the roof
1: and then he just went I'm hungry. inside. He's a prince. He's used being able to go anywhere. So, um, everyone in the palace is asleep and he's sneaking around like a thief and eventually he reaches a bedchamber filled with sleeping women. Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's sexy, sexy. <laughs> oh, no. No, you like this. On I don't. a big bed in the center of the room was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen, clearly a princess, and she's surrounded by sleeping waiting maids sleeping means mm. <laughs> he leans in and he kisses her on the cheek and we're all fine with that okay it, we're
0: fine with that it's fine we're fine <laughs> i'm gonna be super brave and say that i'm not fine with no that.
1: we're all we're all already over it like i don't even remember saying that so the princess wakes up and is startled to just see this man standing over her and she's like who are you?
0: (laughs) And also the sound of him kissing her on the cheek wakes up everyone
1: because it's so (laughs) loud. (laughs) And he responds, and this does make me think of 90s rom-coms a little bit of like just how overdramatic and like poetic they were. Like they did a lot of Shakespeare re-adaptations, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, 10 Things I Hate About You. It's like that. But she says, who are you? And he responds, I am your servant. I am your slave. And she's like, into it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, great. I'm thirsty. Go get me a cup of water. (laughs) Jump in that well. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So she's like, that's a really hot answer. Also, you're really hot. So they share a really long look that was awkward for the waiting maids who are all starting to wake up. And they're like... Are we interrupting? What's Hello? happening? And so the princess, the day before, had been asked to marry the prince of India, and she had been super bummed out because she had heard he was like a straight uggo. But she well, seems this man. Kind of I know <laughs> have the decency to at least be <laughs> bisexual. To at least be bisexual. <laughs> honestly though everyone should have the decency to at least be bisexual (laughs) okay so (laughs) she assumes immediately that this man who's in her bedroom who is super handsome is that prince and she's like oh okay never mind i'm into it (laughs) hello yes i do (laughs) what i do and the waiting maids are like no, that's just a fucking stranger, and then they run to go get the guards, and she's like, oh, bummer. <laughs> and so soon the king marches into the room with a scimitar in his hand, and he demands to know who the man was who had snuck into his daughter's room, which is a fair fucking question. Yes. I don't know I'm looking at you. You're going to fight me. Um, <laughs> I was the one who was so brave and yeah, said no, that no, this no, was no, bad, no, no, actually. No. I don't remember that at all. I think I'm the one that said that. So that. <laughs> <laughs> He could tell immediately that Kamar was of royal blood, but he couldn't. How <laughs> Nope. I think he was... Nope, it's fine. Well, he was wearing his royal blood on his clothes. <laughs>
0: Obviously royal. So he, he was th- wearing an apron that said, kiss the king. Oh! Uh,
1: <laughs> king the cook. King the chef.
0: <laughs> chef the kiss. Yeah. <laughs>
1: kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> Should we make aprons that say, chef the kiss?
0: I would wear an apron that said, chef
1: the kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Cook the kiss. Um, okay, so he couldn't, like, allow him to just get away with sneaking into his daughter's room, but also he was like, ah, he's dressed like a prince, like, this guy carries him, he also says he's a prince, I think he's a prince. So, so Kam- Kamara is like, hey, I get that. You don't know what to do with me. Here's your two options I'm gonna give you, okay? I'm just gonna lay them out for you. And the guy's like, you're in my house. <laughs> what the fuck kind of reverse psychology is this? His first option, fight him here, one-on-one, in this bedroom, and no one would ever know what happened, and Kamar, who's younger and hotter, would probably win, and then he would (laughs) gain control over his entire kingdom, and fuck his daughter.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't think that's how that
1: works. (laughs) I added the fuck his daughter part, but he wants to. So he's like, that's your first option. It's not great, no one will know what happened, and then I'll just be the new king.
0: (laughs) That that's the part that specifically I'm like, I don't think that's how you get a new king. Oh, and then he fucks his think, daughter. Okay, we're back. I don't that think one. that the king disappears and then someone claims that they killed the king and now they're the king. But it works like the elder one.
1: <laughs> Whoever kills the king gets the kingdom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gets so to chef the kiss. He gets to chef the kiss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> his second option, he says, we'll fight publicly in the morning, but it won't be me and you. It'll be me and your entire army. And the king is like, oh, that one. <laughs> that one. I get to go to sleep now? Yeah, that one. That's a great one. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Woo! And so the prince and the king, they, they talk, you know, details, and the prince says that there's one condition. He wants to ride the horse, which he had come in on. It was a sentimental thing. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, just let me get on my little horse, my normal horse. <laughs>
0: I, th- I hope that this story ends with uh, the king being like, fuck you, and literally also the horse you came in on. <laughs> literally?
1: <laughs> okay, so the king is like, yeah, sure, you can ride the horse that you came in on. It's fine. <laughs> and then the king sits back amazed while the servants fetch the horse from the roof of the goddamn palace. And he's like, wait a minute. Let <laughs> me get up
0: there. Can horses walk downstairs or is that cows? Horses can't walk at all. But...
1: <laughs> you need to read more. <laughs> Me, I need to read more. <laughs> uh, is there a book about that? <laughs> Black Beauty. <laughs> um, the prince climbs onto its back, salutes, turns the key, and then shoots into the air and flies away. So, like, he just gotta turn their whole lives upside down and, like rearrange the fabric of their very existence because they just watch a horse fly into the sky. (laughs) And then he's
0: like, bye. But what about his girlfriend? Who?
1: (laughs) Don't know her. So (laughs) Jesus Christ. He rides all the way back to his castle and into the arms of his devastated parents. And the Shah releases... Oh, I forgot to tell you. Uh, After the the inventor tricked the prince into getting on a horse and then flying away forever, uh, the Shah threw him into prison. Oh, okay. That's important because the Shah releases him from prison. Okay. (laughs) The Shah releases him from prison um, and then pays him handsomely for the ebony horse, but refused to give him his daughter's hand in marriage. He doesn't get that anymore. Which is good. Yeah, fine. Pay him with money. That's what you pay people not with not people. Children. Yes. <laughs> so the prince couldn't stop thinking about that lovely princess though. So one night he jumps on the horse and he rides back to her castle and he snuck in through her window and found her alone and she was so happy to see him and they spent the night together. Woo-woo. Sexy sexy. So the next morning That's his penis a pizza trumpet. for you. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> 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 we were doing different things. <laughs> <laughs> hey Max, we gotta get on the same page. Hey, Jeannie. This doesn't work, Hold on, guys. Give the us just together. one second. Okay. <laughs> we're okay. We're not fighting. Max, stop it. Jeannie, I just really need you to get your fucking shit together. Your your penis trumpets sound like smooth bass. <laughs> 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 we got the smooth licks of jazz. You're <laughs> the hot licks. <laughs> stop hot
0: <lips>. smooth <laughs> licking my dick, Never. <laughs> okay, so, the apron, okay.
1: so the you apron have apron says, going. <laughs> Chef the Kiss. And our mascot, who's like a little old-timey prospector, is in the corner. And he has a speech bubble that says, Stop smooth-looking my dick,
0: horn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, His name's Dr. (laughs) (laughs) Pistonson. Doctor. He's not
1: a doctor. It's his name. It's like Dr. Phil. Doctor is not Phil. Phil (laughs) is his first name. Also, he's an actual doctor. I don't think that's true. He's a psychiatrist. He lost his license. Guys, Dr. Phil lost his license for sexually being inappropriate with a 19-year-old patient. Yike. Yeah. And now he's allowed to be Dr. Phil.
0: (laughs) Uh, maybe I'm thinking of Dr. Oz. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're thinking of Dr. Oz
1: for sure. Who's not a doctor. <laughs> no, and also not an Oz. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: but he is Dr. Pistus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guys, petition to legally <laughs> everyone call him Dr. Pistus from now on. Fuck that guy. All right. Oh, where am I?
0: <laughs> You're at our house. No.
1: Okay, so he goes back to his girlfriend's house. He finds her alone. They fuck all night. The next morning, he's like, Uh, anyway, time do- to do- hit do- you do- all <laughs> <laughs> He says, anyway, oh, darn it, the old dusty trail, and then he, like, starts to put on his leather jacket and climb out the window, and she's like, the fuck you going? And then he's like, oh, my God, women are so clingy, (laughs) so he tells her, like, listen, I can't stay here, so, like, I'll visit you once a week, uh, forever, cool? Cool. And he starts to climb out the window again, and she, like, drags him back in. And she's like, no, no, no. That's a shitty arrangement, and you're not allowed to make plans anymore. You're bad at it. I'm going with you, so give me a second to pack my shit. And he's like, oh, I didn't think that was an option. And she's like, because you don't think. (laughs) So she packs her shit. She gets all her jewels. Is she married now? To him. No, yeah, no, she hasn't married the prince of India. Okay. So she climbs onto the back of his motorcycle horse and they fly off into the night sky
0: <laughs> like Hagrid and Harry. <laughs> I was going to say like at the end of Greece.
1: <laughs> Both romantic. <laughs> I guess it depends <laughs> on who you are. So uh, he lands in the palace gardens and he kisses her and he tells her <laughs> and it's so loud. <laughs> it's deafening. <Jeff. laughs> they wake up a bunch of deafening. Ah! <laughs> Hong honk, honk, honk. <laughs> uh, Is that a dick horn in your pocket? <laughs> or did you just wake up a bunch of geese? <laughs> with your dick horn. <laughs> and so he tells her, wait here, I'm going to fetch a royal procession. I'm going to let everyone know that I brought my new bride home with me. And so he leaves, right, her with the horse in the garden. But it took a little bit of time to get all of those things and let everyone know. And so when they make it back to the gardens, she and the horse are gone.
0: No! Yeah, she robbed him. two favorite babes.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, He jumps onto regular old horseback, and he begins searching the kingdoms and far away. I bet the
0: regular horse did it. He's jealous.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? And I don't blame it. (laughs) He goes and searches faraway kingdoms, and he's, like, looking for any sign of where she could have possibly gone. Because he knows she didn't just abandon him. Mm. She wouldn't do that. God, all my pages are stuck together. With glue? (laughs) With glue? (laughs) Eventually, he makes it to a tavern in Yemen, where he overhears some off-duty guards talking about this crazy lady who had (laughs) shown up with that old man who claimed to be her husband. And Kamara's like, hey, real quick. Can you elaborate on that? And they're like, oh, sure, stranger. So they tell him that this man had dragged her off of a black horse and that she was screaming and fighting him every step of the way. Oh, she must be crazy. So the king, the king of Yemen asks Marquez. <laughs> was... Okay, but listen. So the king of Yemen, I really like this part. Because, again, that's exactly what they're saying. She comes in and the guy is like, she's crazy. <laughs> It's fine. So the king of Yemen happens to see this, and he asks what's happened. And she tells him, this old man is lying about being my husband. He's not my husband. I was kidnapped. This is terrible. So the king takes her side. Nice. It's the bare minimum. More like, yeah,
0: women. (laughs) Yeah,
1: women. (laughs) And so he takes her side, and he locks that man up. And then he tells the women... Congratulations, I'm gonna marry you because she's gorgeous and obviously royal. Oh, damn it. She's wearing her apron that says Chef the Kiss on it. That's how (laughs) you know she's royal. Not all Yemen. Yeah, not all Yemen. But you know, yes, every woman Yemen. (laughs) (laughs) Woman Yemen. So, however, this beautiful woman was a lunatic, and anytime the king got near her, she tried to claw his fucking eyes out because she's tired of being, like, randomly passed around. Mm-hmm. And so every time he's like, we're getting married, she tries to strangle him and scratch out his eyes. So Prince Kamar is so turned on that he can't think straight. All the blood has rushed out of his brain and is now just in his penis <laughs> horn.
0: And he's just one sustained dude. Oh. It's just... If your nose started bleeding, it's because Keith put in that sound. (laughs) Keith, Keith, go ahead and drop that note in.
1: (laughs) Make a note to uh, make all their noses bleed. Thank you. (laughs) So the guards tell him that the Yemeni king... The Yemeni? Yemeni king? Mm. Yemen? Yemeni?
0: Yemeni, 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 (laughs) Yemeni.
1: We don't know where... Janie has been leeching my powers
0: for an hour and a half.
1: We've never read a book in our lives. So the guards tell him that the Yemeni king had promised riches to any doctor who could cure his crazy bride's bad head. So Kamar, he goes to the king, and he's like, I'm... it's me, I'm a very wise doctor. Mm -hmm. It's me.
0: (laughs) Dr. Pistutes. This is the stupidest episode I've ever done! Stop it! Okay, little does the king know, doctor is his name and not his title. <laughs> okay,
1: so he's like, I'm a very wise doctor. I had a con, and he's like, I'm, I need little to... little does he
0: know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're too tired to do this. Okay, <laughs> this is going to be the stupidest zombie have ever recorded. I am dreading editing this. <laughs> Okay, so he has a consult with the princess, and then together they come up with a plan. He walks back out and he says, Mmm, yes, I've cured her. You're welcome. And then the princess comes out and she's like, mm, yes, I've been cured. I'm normal now. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> she just has mittens on, so she stops clawing. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> And so the prince is like, he warns the happy king, this is only temporary. Because it turns out the princess is actually possessed by a demon. You know, he, my money
0: was on demons from the yeah.
1: start. And he's like, I need to put her back on that horse she rode in on and exercise the demon there out of both of them. And the king's like, oh, yeah, sure. So they Sounds bring out, like
0: medical science Yeah, so that
1: sounds like a doctor. Cool. And so he brings out the ebony horse and the princess climbs up on it. And then the prince jumps on the back, turns the key, and they shoot into the air and fly far, far away.
0: And she throws her mittens down on the ground after
1: her. Fuck your mittens. (laughs) (laughs) And so the king of Yemen is a little sad. But he's also like... Convinced that he'd almost married a literal demon. And then he watched her jump on the back of a horse and shoot into the sky. So he's like, maybe I dodged a a bullet. (laughs) I feel fine with this. Kamara and his princess, they fly back to his palace and they get married. And the ebony horse was destroyed by the Shah. (laughs) What? They fucking shoot that thing and then they bury it in a shallow (laughs) grave. What the fuck? Um, The Shah says... Too much This power Is too evil To be trusted (laughs) And they all Except for the horse And the inventor And also her dad And definitely The Yemeni king They all live happily Ever after (laughs) The end What the fuck You made that story Disgusting
0: (laughs) Okay Janie It is perfectly Natural and normal (laughs) To piss toots. (laughs) All right It's just the human body And we should Celebrate it (laughs) So 1001 Nights
1: <laughs> is a collection of Middle Eastern tales dating back to the Islamic Golden Age, which was roughly between, do you remember when I told you? Mm, the 8th like, and the
0: 14th century. That's right.
1: Wow, you pass. It got its <laughs> first English translations sometime between 1706 and 1721, where it was retitled Arabian Nights in English, which is why we know it primarily as Arabian Nights, but the translation in Arabic is 1001 Nights. Mm-hmm. So, the <clears throat> stories were collected over centuries by many different authors, translators, and scholars from West, Central, and South Asia, and also North Africa. So, like, we're spanning the it's all around. Some of the tales can be traced back to ancient and medieval Arabic, Egyptian, Sanskrit, Persian, and Mesopotamian literature. Wow. Like, a bunch of stuff. And here's the... Oh, by the way, I did donate $3 to Wikipedia today. I've been mean, using Yay. Them a whole bunch. Yeah. So... Here's the synopsis of One Thousand and One Nights, in case anybody doesn't know. So there is a Persian king named Shariar, and he learns that his wife has been unfaithful to him. This is like a really oversimplification. His he learns first that his brother's wife has been unfaithful to him, and so then to he, his brother, yes, and then he checks his wife, and like somehow finds out that she's also been unfaithful to him, and so. He Oh my god,
0: are their wives sleeping together?
1: I hope so. But he has her executed immediately. Aw. I know. So this makes him hate all women. And so he's like, I don't trust a single woman. So he starts marrying virgins and then executing him the next morning so that they never get the chance to betray him. He he has them beheaded. What a normal dude. Yeah, normal and fine. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually the vizier, whose job is it it is to find these poor young Women, virginal women, he can't find anymore. He's literally fucked and killed all the virgins in his kingdom. Yikes. Yeah. And so his own daughter, the vizier's own daughter, Scheherazade, she volunteers to be the next bride. And the vizier is like, I don't want that to happen. And she's like, you literally don't have a choice because... Except that he does because he's the one who decided to do this. (laughs) No, well, he's he's also under the employ. He can't say no, he's going to be executed next, you know. (laughs) who? The vizier. So the vizier has run out of virginal women to give to this guy.
0: Oh, gotcha. And I thought you I thought you were, the king was like, I no. run out of women.
1: No, 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 the vizier. The okay. vizier has run out of women to find for this guy because it's his whole gotcha. job. So Scheherazade is like, let me be his next bride. And he's like, I really don't want to do that. And she's like, uh, fucking man up. <laughs> <laughs> and so Scheherazade, that night of their wedding they go back to the bedroom, right? And it's going to happen the same thing. He's planning on having his wedding night and then murdering her the next day. And she's like, let me tell you a story first. And so that first night she tells him this amazing story and the king is on the edge of his seat the entire time. And then (laughs) she ends it on a cliffhanger and he's like, what? And she's like, it's morning. I guess you'll have to find out tomorrow. And he's like, fine and so he postpones her ed- her uh, execution by one day because he has to find the ending the next night she continues the story she ends it but she wraps it into the next story so that as it ends the next story begins and she does the same thing every night for one thousand and one nights she starts and ends these stories and they're not all like romances they are what's it called they're like some of them are political some of them are like intrigue there's a lot of like random like murders and wars and spies and all this stuff, but they just like keep going in seamlessly. She does this for one thousand and one nights and after one thousand and one nights she tells him like, That's it. I'm out and he's like, What? And she's like, I've I'm out of stories. That's I guess it's time to be executed now. But at this point he's fallen fully in love with her. And so he's like, No, you're my wife. Um I'm not gonna execute you and then they um he makes her his queen. Lucky, lucky queen. Oh, what a lucky! <laughs> yeah, this lady. ends with him getting uh, to be in love and married. But still, she, she—the whole point is Shahrazad was so smart and such a good storyteller.
0: That That's she, very cool. Yeah, I like the idea that through the process of making this podcast, we will um, find uh, one thousand and one stories. <laughs> I mean, sure, but also somehow at the end of this, we will both be gainfully married and fabulously rich. Ew. Ew. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't know why. What? (laughs) I don't
1: know. Don't fucking put that on me.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I'm
1: very tired. It'll take some money, but uh, hell no. (laughs) I won't go. (laughs) I like the idea of telling 1001 stories and then being like, the end. (laughs) (laughs) When we get to episode 1001, we're going to be like, anyway, the end. And then just never talk to you guys again (laughs) or each other. Maybe we'll die. What? Oh, we'll execute ourselves. That's suicide. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do that. Well,
0: okay. So for we're, we're it's been about a year and we've done about sixty episodes. So it's been a full year. We passed our one year anniversary two days ago. So that would be like seventeen years of the podcast. Oh, I think no. <laughs> that's
1: so many years of the podcast. There aren't that many stories.
0: Yeah, if we kept up this pace for seventeen years,
1: uh, we we could have a thousand and one.
0: Cut stories. that in half because we would oh, have know. had a
1: thousand and one because we double up every episode. Except for that's this true. One.
0: So we probably have like a hundred stories right now. Yeah, as of like episode sixty, Anymore? more than that, way more than that. I
1: don't know. Okay, anyway, Max know. has lost credibility. <laughs> By the way, this is our concert. <clears throat> To un- to- to- <laughs> <Yeah>. Dr. Pepper <laughs> uh, This is ATU type 575 The Prince's Wings His what? Wings
0: <laughs> Did he go to a sports bar after the story?
1: Like <laughs> shh, shh, shh. And that's a tale from 1001 Nights. One day I'm gonna do another better one and we're not going to scream uh, piss horn <laughs> We're not gonna scream, uh, he's got the piss toots, we won't do any of that. Um, This story would have been ten minutes long if it wasn't for you.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah.
1: Uh, Cool. Well, guys, we hope you had a good Thanksgiving, and that um, you left us a review. (laughs) Bye! (laughs) Anyway, see you later, you squishy dicks. (laughs) Good damn it. Um, If your nose started bleeding through this, please email us at story at gmail.com so that you can let us know. Keith is making a list. It's his own list. It's not ours. But um, let him know. Yeah. And title it To Keith. And then just uh, somehow put your blood in there. And (laughs) let your blood in an email. Follow us in all of our socials and visit our website. And overall, just have a great Tim... When you were a trick or <laughs> Goodbye! Bye. Testing, testing. Testing. One, two, three. Yeah, so I spent all day crying over Mama Mia. <laughs> Even the happy parts. At one point, she started jumping on a bed, and she was singing Dancing Queen, and her friends are all around her, Meryl Streep, and they're mm-hmm. talking about how, like, they used to have so much fun when they were younger, and how they're still fun, and I openly wept. <laughs> Uh, I was like, she's still so fun.
0: (laughs) That's a a spicy meatball.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can't just say that's a spicy meatball. Like you have a catchphrase you've always had.
0: (laughs) You've never said that. That's the catchphrase for the film Mamma Mia. (laughs) That's not. Mamma Mia. That's a spicy meatball.
1: <laughs> I really resent that. <laughs> you looked at me so knowingly, <laughs> raised your eyebrows, tipped your forehead forward, and said, mm, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, do you like my new guest? No! <laughs> You're not allowed to have a bit without me. <laughs> You're a part of it. You're the one who says, Mamma Mia, and then I say, that's a spicy meatball. I feel meatball. like a victim. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>